Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's the Mitchin Podcast. Hello and what's up and welcome to the Mitchin. We are a weekly food podcast recorded live in Sydney. My name is Andrew Levins and my co-host this week, Mitchell Orr. What's up, bro? That's all. No other uh, guests this week. Just the two of us. Yep. Very intimate. This is a very special episode <laughs> of, uh, of the Mitchin. This is the first one we've done just the two of us. Yeah. Um, it's called... We, we couldn't call this on the Mitchin Awards or we're not, we're not prepared enough. Nah, well, I mean, we can we can just go through it and say, you know, we might agree with some of the awards that were given out, and maybe we can, if we don't agree, we'll just say, oh, I think it should have been given to this person. So over the last couple of weeks, we've had the editor, restaurant editor of uh, of Gourmet Traveler, Pat Nurse, um, did an episode about three weeks ago with the Mamafuku Sabo guys, and then last week we had Miffy Rigby and Callan Thomas from the Good Food Guide. Callan Boy, Callan Boys, Callan Thomas. How many names does the guy have? He, you're right. He's he's on Facebook as Callan Thomas. Yeah, that's a little bit of insider info but for those. His writer name is Callan Boys. So if you want to give him shit on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> look up that name. It's probably a million Callan Thomases in the world. Probably. Um, we had them on last week with the Hubert guys. Both two really great episodes. Um, and uh no, they're good. Don't Hopefully, worry. the listeners thought so too. <laughs> they did. We had fun doing every, every single, all the all nine hundred and fifty people who have listened to that episode so far have written in and and, and told us <laughs> that they loved it. <clears throat> um, but uh, I made a comment um, certainly last week, and maybe even when we were recording with Pat, that Mitch was on his best behaviour, um, and and we kind of we did that going in because I remember when we first had had Miffy on when we still went when it was like a big episode last year with Mike Eggett and. Um, I can't remember who else was on. I don't know, there was a few people that. Few people it was like on. a six or seven person episode. And uh, I remember it got pretty heated um, with uh, Mitch and Mike, both kind of things that they'd had, you know, boiling up inside them, their, their reactions to, to the Good Food Guide and to the awards, you know, who are they for? Are they for readers? Are they for chefs? Are they for the industry? Mm. Um, and uh, Mitch was, you know, a, a bit worried about some of that fire coming out again because like it's it's an entertaining listen, but it's you know I mean and Miffy like for for you know what it's worth of of, of everyone in Sydney if you want to take her to town on something mm. she's she's she'll fucking stand up for herself and and, and yeah hundred percent and, and uh, you know she's great like whether that. she's right or wrong but she'll <laughs> she'll, give it, she'll give it back to you. oh man speaking of which so uh, good food guide is out got my travel guide is out as yeah. well um, you can find them both at news agents uh, I wrote. 
for both of them in particular in good food guide i wrote a bunch of uh, area guides and in my auburn guide like a bunch of them were published in the actual good food section last week yeah and uh i made a fuck up oh and i well it's like it's one that like one in fucking thousands of people would pick up on yeah i said that the traditional persian name of a dish i said it was a lamb dish yeah but actually it's an eggplant dish uh and I, I actually ordered both of them. I just wrote about the wrong one when I looked at my receipt. It's a right. really easy mistake. In you know, when you're trying to write about a hundred restaurants, you know, it's hard life. Two weeks, blah, blah, blah. two weeks blah, after blah, deadline. Blah, blah, so blah, 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 blah. Someone, someone wrote. I should find it. It's pretty funny. Someone wrote like a really, really. They served you. Oh man, it's like it didn't come straight to me. It got it got forwarded, uh, forwarded to me. Um, well, to be fair as well, it that's part of the editing, the editor's job. This is 100% is, my fuck up. But I mean, it's not... But, yes, it is. not going to look up a, a, no. a Persian dish to make sure I'm talking about the right one. This is entirely my fuck up. Yes and no. <laughs> because at the end of the day, it's the editors say what goes in the thing. And if they're wrong information and, you know, it should all be fact-checked. But we're humans. The same as people in restaurants fuck up sometimes. Yeah. You know, that, that's what happens. So this is... Uh, someone wrote, wrote back to the... Uh, <laughs> the, the, the subject is page 16 edible adventures in wider Sydney by Andrew Levine <laughs> yes uh, and I, I reviewed a place in Auburn called Darband and I said Kashke Bademjan I said uh, it's a hearty stew of lamb lentils and dried lime that top, that's topped with french fries Ooh. and then this person wrote looks like the authority on Persian food Najmi but Manjli, uh, in her magisterial book, Food of Life, got it wrong, as did Margaret Shader <laughs> in The Legendary Cuisine of Persia, another authoritative book. Bademjan means eggplant, by the way. Kashk is one of the varieties of dried yogurt found from Central Asia to Turkey. I hope this hasn't made its way into the book. It has. Sorry. It has. So, so I now have to, they now have to admit it, that there was a fuck-up. Yeah, up in the paper. And they yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Though. I can't wait to clip that one out. That's one for the, uh, one yeah, for the scrapbook. The yeah, that's yeah. fine. I, I fucked up. It's very easy to do. It is. <laughs> I, I, mean, I would say I fuck up ten times <laughs> on every episode of Mission we record. Yeah. Constantly, <laughs> but constantly. So when, when we had Miffy on last week, you were on your best behaviour. We had a. We I had gave a, her a couple little, little shots, but yeah, I was. I mean, look. Now that it's all said and done, aside from the timeout awards, I'm in a lot better frame of mind about it all, and talking to friends in the industry and stuff like that. A couple of people sort of said to me, you know, like, once the awards have been given out, we won't, like, a week later, we won't give a shit and we won't care about it until it's this time again next year. And that's pretty true because at the end of the day, it's coming into work and pleasing our customers and trying to put out an amazing product and create a really great experience. That That's what matters to us day in, day out. So, you know, I'm in a much better frame of mind. We also had a really, really fucking fun night at the Good Food Guide Awards. Where it's, like, it's like prom night for you guys. So, something like that. <laughs> Everyone wears a suit. You know, we, we they s- hire a Moby Disc DJ. <laughs> we sat, yeah, we sat at the naughty table and you know got rowdy and were generally smart asses and had a really good time, sort of taking the piss out of the whole thing, which kind of you know makes it a bit more lighthearted and easy to take in some ways. But your and your na- naughty table was like you pretty much stole chairs from this like it was yeah. like a how many you there can was fit like, like 40 people on each table there was like 20 of us sitting in the space set for six people 
<laughs> you, you were sharing a chair, but like two chairs yeah. between at three. One, at one point, I had one cheek on one chair and another <laughs> cheek on another chair. Uh, and I couldn't, there was like no room for me on that table. Yeah, it was just no way I was squeezing in there. So well, I you sat. Did, you did have to play a hectic trance music. It's, it was very important. <laughs> it's what they pay me the big bucks for. Yeah. But I, I managed to get a seat with Mikey from Continental and Continental won Best Bar. I don't even think Mikey was, knew that he was nominated. No, you said this last week as well. He like yeah. lost his shit. It was yeah. such a great. Like well, there was a couple of great moments like that, like Tim Watkins when he won similarity, like came back to the table and burst into tears. Oh, really? Yeah, you know. know. So, so awesome. like this, this is the thing, and I sort of said it last week that when you care about the industry so much and it's your life, and like I said, I've been reading the guides from the time I decided to be a chef to learn about the industry and to learn who to look up to and where to look for inspiration and what places to work and all that kind of thing. So. Like, in the grand scheme of life, like, it doesn't mean fucking anything and there's heaps bigger shit we should be worrying about. But, you know, when it's your life for 15, 20 plus years, like, it matters to you, you know? Mm. So, on Sunday before the awards, I, like, had a really fucking long week and was tired and and woke up in a pretty shit mood and then saw the nominations for, I think, Restaurant of the Year. Best New Restaurant. No, no, no. I saw like the nominations for Restaurant of the Year and Chef of the Year mm-hmm. had maybe came out. And Clayton got nominated and Danny Peps got nominated and Federico got nominated. And then I think it was Pete and maybe Marty, Martin Ben from Sepia. And while I was super happy for my friends, being in that state of mind that I was in where I was all, already kind of shitty about the whole thing because, you know... But the bar didn't get nominated for best new restaurant, and a couple of restaurants got nominated that I, no, nominated that I didn't think should have been, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I was already in a negative frame of mind in general, and I got, I had a pretty, I was a pretty in a pretty depressed state of mind that day, and not because none of those people deserved those nominations and stuff, but and it was really actually really good to see a little changing of the guard in the nominations in some ways. But it also made me go, fuck, what on earth do we fucking have to do to get recognition as well? And that's quite a selfish thing to think, but that's it's also natural when you're fucking slaving away day in and day out. And, you know, the same thing, I sort of spoke to a couple of people and you get different people's perspectives on it and it makes you sort of get out of your own head a little bit. And, you know, someone said to me, but by having Peter Gilmore nominated for Chef of the Year and then having all these young guys it kind of legitimizes the young guys in the general public's eyes, which I, which was actually a really good way of putting it, and I can see that. And yeah, so, you know, then the awards were Monday, and we had a fucking great time, and the bar won Best Bar Food, which, bar is, won best which bar is, food. is really nice, and that makes you feel better about life as well, and then you have a good night with all, all the boys. And a- a- AG, Annalise Gregory, who's been on the show many times, head chef at uh, Barbara Rose, was elegant in her acceptance speech. Yeah, so, you know, it was... It was really fun and even through the awards like with the people winning awards and going up on stage and the speeches that were given you could see a sort of changing of the guard you know and a, a couple of the older generation got a little bit a little bit upset about how um how much swearing was involved and <laughs> stuff like that but you know I th- for me it was good because it sort of meant that the tides are changing a little bit and you know our our generation is starting to get more of the recognition we deserve and stuff. But with that being said, again, and everything I say is I respect everybody in this industry and my 
my mentors and the older generation who like without them we we wouldn't be here and without all, everything they teach us we wouldn't be here and it's not about being disrespectful to them it's not about not liking them or anything like that there's very very few people in the industry I don't like and they are and they are <laughs> Andrew Levin Andrew yeah <laughs> number one Andrew Levin you know and it's actually generally people who aren't in the industry that like to think they are more than anything but that's a different so Andrew story Levins. for a different time <laughs> but yeah but at the same time I care about the industry so much and I care where it's going and like I said I've been reading the guides since a very young age and for me I understand that their job isn't to pander to restaurants it's not they're not there for the restaurants they're there for their readers and fucking la 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 and whatever but you know at the same time that whole thing is based off our industry and they hold they're generally holding us to a certain degree a certain standard so we should be able to hold them to a certain standard as well and I'm not saying it's not a fucking difficult job or whatever everyone's job's difficult in different ways last week you definitely said it's not a difficult yeah, well, job <laughs> you know it's not fucking brain surgery you go out and you fucking eat every night like how fuck it's not that tough but I forgot what my point was but um I just as a reader of the guides, I think they should, and it's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. Yeah, and, there's a, and you've got a platform, so you yeah. may as well So I may as well fucking opinion. let it go. But the guides should be a representation of what happened in that city or in the country that year. You know, they should really be what's pushing the industry forward, what's pushing dining forward, what's pushing service, what's pushing wine. They should really be reflective of what's happening in the industry. And that's hard to do because it's not always the three-hat fine diners that are really pushing the city forward. And at the end of the day, you know, they have to get awards in some way. But we know Sepia is a fucking three-hat fine dining temple. We know Key is at the forefront of Australian dining. We know Attica is. We don't need to be told that every year. You know, so if we look back at the last yes, yeah, so I've taken down years. yeah the, the, the all the restaurants from the last ten years that got good best restaurant of the year, two thousand and seven Bacass, two thousand and eight Tetsuya's, two thousand and nine Key, two thousand and ten Key, uh, two thousand and eleven Mark, two thousand and twelve Sepia, two thousand and thirteen Key, two thousand and fourteen Sepia, two thousand and fifteen Sepia, two thousand and sixteen The Bridge Room, and two thousand and seventeen Key. So, seven of the last ten years. Key or Sepia is one restaurant of the year. You know what they should do? Open up Keepia. A Keepia. And uh, win but, every you year. Know, and that's, that's great. But we understand that those restaurants, they're the restaurants at the pinnacle of fine dining. We don't need to be told that every year, you know? There's one restaurant in there that was two hats at the time it won the award, and that was Bacass, and that's never happened again. You know, so we don't need to be told every year Key is still fucking amazing. Like, everybody knows that. That's there. It gets three hats, you know. And it, Pete Gilmore even said to me on the awards night, he really thought it was Dan Puskas and Six Pennies a year to win. And I, I agree with that. I think Six Penny in the SMH Awards should have won Restaurant of the Year. So, in the Mitchin Awards, Six Penny gets yeah, Best I Restaurant think of six, the Year. Yeah, Six Penny would be my Restaurant of the Year this year. And that's, you know, Puss is really pushing and really... His cuisine's really focused and he, you know, it has a voice and that kind of thing and it's contemporary. And when you put that restaurant on a worldwide stage and compare it to anywhere else, it stands up. 
you know, and that's more of a voice of what's happening in the in the city this year than giving Key the award. How long does dinner at uh, Six Penny take? Well, Puss knows I like to eat quick, so it generally goes quicker, but I'm not sure what the average time for most diners is, but it's probably quicker than key. So, <laughs> you know, so it's that kind of thing. We need a, a quickest dinner award. Yeah, we should. It's probably still Momo, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what's why it's important for me, and that's why it's hard when you know, when you go in and Key or CP has won seven of the last ten. There's almost like no excitement or mm. no interest. And if you get nominated, but Key or CP is nominated, you're not going to win the award anyway. So and the nomination's kind of empty. You know? And it's always the last award of the night too. So you yeah. get really excited. Here it comes. Here it comes. And that one, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. I know. Uh, I know who's going to win again. this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's not because they're not fucking great restaurants. No, not at all. And 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 it is a difficult decision. Do we on have to do the same thing every fucking year. You know, and like. Callan and Miffy Best. It doesn't have to be a three-hat restaurant. One year in the last 10 years, it was a two-hat restaurant. And the years before that, I th- when Bacass won that and it was a two-hat, it, there was an uproar. It was like a big shock and la la. So I don't think it had happened for fucking 15, 20 years beforehand either, you know? Mm. So it's, it's tough. But that's, for me... And like, they've already got three hats. Like, that's, yeah, that's as good as it gets. It. They've already you got know that. it's the fucking yeah. pinnacle. It doesn't have to... It's not necessarily what's driving the city and what's most interesting and, you know. So, that's that's my gripe for it. And like I said, I'm in a really pretty good frame of mind. I go, in, I go on holidays tomorrow. So, <laughs> it's kind of hard to be negative and really give it shit when I'm generally feeling a lot happier than I was before all this stuff. But So, maybe let's go through the different awards and... All right. So, the last 10 years of Chef of the Year... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher a lot of last names. <laughs> uh, 2007, Katrina Canatani nailed it. Uh, pastry chef from Pier at Rose Bay. Um, Pier famously, I'm not sure if it was that year or the year before they wanted to give back their nah, three hats. Nah, nah, that was a couple years later. Couple, right, couple yeah. years later. Right. Um, Sean Connolly from Astral won it in 2008. What was Astral? A restaurant in the casino. Oh, right. Cool. Yeah. Um, 2009, Justin North from Bacass. 2010, Mark Best from Mark. 2011, Martin Ben from Sepia. 2012, Peter Gilmore from Key. Uh, 2013, uh, Peter Mil- ben, sorry, ben Milgate and uh, Elvis Abrahanovich uh, from Porteno. Uh, 2014, Ross Lusted from The Bridge Room. Uh, 2015, Brent Savage from Bentley, Monopole and Yellow, uh, who actually cooked the food at the Good Food Awards mm-hmm. on Monday. Um, 2016, Passy Patanen from Cafe Passy. And uh, 2017, Federico Zanellato from Lumi. So that's a pretty wide and varied list. Yeah. Which is good. That's actually a lot wider and more varied than I thought it would be, to be honest. So that's, that's kind of good to see. One girl. One girl. Ten dudes. Ten dudes. Sounds like the mission. Sounds like the mission. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of things. It is hard, dude. Like We, yeah, we, we try really hard to have a, a, a more, more female representation yeah. on this podcast. It's hard. Like, sometimes the women don't want to come on and and fair enough you know yeah i don't necessarily want to spend time with levens every week either so i can't blame them but yeah so that's actually pretty good to see that it's quite varied and hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass." 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know, you can't really argue with what a lot of those guys have done for the industry, so... Have you got? Do you want to? I mean, not to take anything away from Frederico, but in your opinion, who would who would win Best Chef of the Year from the last year? Because Lumi's sick. Which yeah, Frederico's food is some of my favorite food in the city. So I actually, I have no no issue with that at all. Um, I think Clayton could have won it. And Clayton from Osama. I'm not sure if Puss was nominated, but Puss could have won it as well. So yeah, that's like I've got no no beef with that at all. Sure. Um, over to Best New Restaurant. Good Food Guide um, gave uh, in 2007 Bentley, 2008 Favot Restaurant and Bar, 2009 Brow was Brow Waters Inn, 2010 Rockpool Bar and Grill, 2011 Manly Pavilion. That was that was struck me as strange. Who who was like chef there? Uh, that was Jono from um, Apollo, right? The chef at the time. 2012 Portano, uh, 2013 Mama Sabo. Uh, 2014, Mr. Wong, 2015, Esther, 2016, Benelong, and 2017, Hubert, who we did an interview with last week. Yeah. Again, that's most of those restaurants still exist and are still pretty powerful places to go and eat. So you can't hate on it too much. Um, I think Acme should have won it last year, obviously, (laughs) and not Benelong. But, you know, you can't really compete with $4 million, can you? So. Yeah, and this and this year, honestly, Hubert's great, but I think Automata should have won Best New Restaurant this year. Just, it's, Hubert's fucking great. It's fucking great. And, it's and fucking it, yeah. great. But Automata is a place that really pushes the industry forward and pushes creativity forward. And again, like you go and drop that restaurant in Copenhagen or London or fucking New York, and it's at the pinnacle of what's happening in each of those cities as well. Yeah, so I mean, whether he, he, they get Best New Restaurant or Clayton gets Best Chef, I feel like it was just strange that they didn't yeah. really... I mean, I, I know Tim Watkins got Best Som, and that's totally deserved. Yeah, but, I, I've got no issue with that. But uh, yeah. of course not. Tim's the fucking yeah. best, and he's yeah. such, a, such a good Som, and that's, that's an amazing wine list. And he's such an amazing character in that restaurant too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to have Clayton's food not kind of... you know, I mean, Obviously, they've got two hats. That's fantastic. Yeah. But I really thought... You know, maybe it's the timing. Maybe it's because they they, they well, I think opened it's a little bit of recency bias in, in a way as well. Because Automata's basically been open a year, 
and Hubert's been open for four or five months. In fact, Automata had been open the same amount of time that Bennelong had been opened when it won Best New Restaurant last year. It opened, really? it opened like the month before the awards. Right. And they, and See, so that's another thing. So how is Bennelong eligible last year? An automata wasn't eligible last year. I might have that. You might have I, that I might have that wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Um, automata for me is like, you know, it just it, it's easily my favorite restaurant of last year. It's, it's, it's the most. No do. one offers what he offers at such at an incredible price, price point, point. Yeah. and and it, he changes that menu so frequently. Every dish is awesome. The drinks list is awesome. I love being able to watch all the chefs cook in in, in that amazing kitchen. Yeah. Like it's and it feels grand when you're in there. Too. Yeah, it does. It does. And so for you to be able to have that experience for you know you know the 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 meal and a, and a glass of wine for like less than a hundred bucks a head. That's crazy. It's insane. And that's that's the way dining around the world is going too. You know, and that's that's why that that kind of thing really pushes what the rest of the city does forward as well and, and it should be rewarded for that yeah so Clayton Wells he's completely unable to hold a microphone to his mouth but he's a great chef and uh, I definitely think yeah for me that I, I really wanted they also got shortchanged in the Gourmet Traveller Awards they only got of all the restaurants yeah. in Australia they, don't, they got like, like number 34 or something like that well the, the top 100 is another, another thing for Gourmet and in fact Pat asked you to put yeah, together your which, own 100 and, I, and we're both going to try to I haven't had time to do but we will do and we'll put it up at some point but yeah, I think Clayton should have won Best New Talent and I think Otomodai should have been nominated for Best New Restaurant as well. And again, not taking anything away from Hubert, but I think Otomata is a more important restaurant in a way. Yeah. And, you know, the editor's a good fit guy. would completely disagree with me, but I feel like after, after they, Hubert already wins Gourmet Travel, they've already got that award. Mm. Give it to Otomata. Share the love. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> um, one more award that we'll uh, spotlight is um, the uh, Josephine Pignolet um, Young Chef of the Year Award, which uh, Mitch has been a winner of in the past. Um, we've had, we did an episode kind of all about this last year, um, but in 2007, um, Philip Wood, who was cooking at the time at Tetsuya's, is now at um, Eleven Bridge, yeah. formerly Rockpool, been on, yeah. the, been on the Mitch a couple of times. Uh, Dan Hong won it in 2008, um, now at Mr. Wong, and... Uh, 2009, yeah, he was at I Bentley was at in 2000. Bentley yeah, he was right, yeah. yeah. At 2009, James Parry from Oscillate Wildly. We've got to have the... And, oh, he's now... Where's he now? He's at, he's no longer a chef. There you go. Uh, actually, he might be doing stuff with Neil Parry at the moment, but I, I don't really know. I haven't spoken to James in a while. 2010, Mitch Orr. What a goose. 2011, Jason Saxby. Uh, he was at Key at the time. Then he was at Osteria de Russo and Russo. And he's now head chef at Pillow at Freshwater. Oh, cool. Um, we should go back to Pillow. Five. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2012, Terry Robertson from Sepia. 2013, Nick Gardner from Tetsuya's. 2014, Louis Tikaram, who was at Long Grain. Now he's in uh, LA at LA. LPEP. Is it EPLP or LPEP? EPLP. Um, 2015, Julian Kinkotta. Kinkotta? Kinkotta. Kinkotta from Nomad. Uh, 2016, Lauren Eldridge, who was at Mark and like folded a couple months ago. Yeah, she's Which, she's been over at Osteria Francescana and has just started back working in Market Pay Modern. Sick. And Jules um, runs Butter and the Thievery in Glebe. Oh right, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, 2017, this year, uh, Noel Jelfs from Eleven Bridge was the winner. Yeah. So you know, and it doesn't mention like if you go a couple of years back, Dan Puskas won. Yeah. I think it's like one year before. One year before, before, before you know, so when you yeah. actually when you look at the JP list, 
that's actually probably the most telling list for the next sort of 10 years of dining in Sydney of who's going to voice the way where the city's going and the food that's that we're eating you know like that's pretty powerful all those guys and girls that have won it and what they're now doing and and that kind of thing so that's almost almost the most influential list of what's happening in the city now which is pretty cool to see and you win it's it's a it's a pretty awesome prize you win yeah you win um uh, somewhere in the vicinity of $15,000 and up, depending on how generous uh, people were with donations. And then you get a trip overseas to go and work overseas. And that spending money is f- to go overseas and allow you to go on stage and work for free. And the idea is that you take that and you learn and, and you bring that knowledge back to Sydney and then you do, you know, you use that as a, as a starting point to jump off and do your thing. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, you know, like... Phil went to French Laundry and then came back to work for Neil at Rockpool and is now has been running it for quite a while. Dan spent most of it on sneakers and <laughs> worked at WD50 for a little bit in New York and then has came back and opened Lotus and is you know now the golden child of Maryvale. James, I can't remember where James went for his stages, but he came back and opened Manly Pavilion and then opened Sixpenny with, with Puss and is now doing whatever he's doing. We all know my story. Uh, I can't remember where Saxby went and started. I think he went over to London. Terry's actually overseas now on his trip. Nick Garden, I've got no idea. We all know what Louis's doing. Know what Jules is doing. Where did he go stage though? Who? Louis. Because Louis. Louis Louis was on like. Louis went to Nam and travelled around a bit, and you know, sort of took the Dan Hong route a little bit too of buying shoes. (laughs) Yeah, not buying shoes, but more holidaying and eating and experiencing it that way and you know honestly I didn't get a huge amount out of my stage I got more from traveling and seeing a different culture and eating in different restaurants and seeing different service styles and all that kind of stuff like that's you know you can learn techniques by reading and researching and practicing you know but to learn the experience of being in a restaurant and seeing how services run and stuff you need to have that aspect from being a diner as well yeah sure um, what, are there any other awards from the other night that uh, that that you agree with or disagree with? Best bar, I thought Continental. That was awesome when they got it. Yeah, I don't. No, I didn't really have any issue. I mean, cheap for the cheap eats or whatever. I wouldn't have chose any of the places that were nominated, but that's only because I don't go to them. They're not in my, you know. I go and eat Asian food as my cheap eats all the time, so it's not. I'm not their target market, you yeah. know. So I definitely thought Boone Cafe should have won best cafe, yeah, because I go there the most. But then, you know, I also see the value in like they gave it to PCP Paramount Coffee Project. Um, but I see, I see the value in in a not new place getting that award. Like it's one of the few awards where yeah. you, you know it, it it helps to have someone that's been around for a while win win something after yeah. instead of just being the, the new hype hype trend thing, yeah. Which Boone definitely is. Boone's fucking great, yeah. It is. It is. Um, best bar eats went to Barbarose. Yeah, which is great. I mean, that's really good for us. And that's the other thing, you know, like getting a nomination or getting an award is of any kind is really great press and it's free press. So it's important to your business in a way and getting a hat or getting two or whatever or getting a nomination sort of reminds people that you're there or lets them know a bit more about what you're doing and that kind of thing and it, it can make a big difference to your business for a short period of time after the awards come out because you know Sydney's memory is so short 
but to get that little boost for that little period of time and then you've got to take advantage of getting that boost and then you've got to capture those customers and make them your regulars and, and that kind of thing. So it's it's good, man. Like everything, And that's that's the other thing. That's why you really want to see the people that deserve it get rewarded so their businesses continue to prosper and, and grow, you know? Sure. So um, have you got any predictions for the 2018 Restaurant Awards? Reckon Sepia or Key's going to go Best Restaurant? Mm. Well, Keith's got four now. Sepia's got three. So, I'll probably go back to Sepia. <laughs> and Sepia, that might be Sepia's last year before it closes. Right. So, you know. I didn't know they're closing. Yeah. Well, they announced that like four years in advance. But when their lease runs out, they're moving or some nonsense. But, you know, it's... Who knows? You know, who knows what mood Miffy will be in next year when she decides who gets the award. It's not just yeah. Miffy. <laughs> You know, all the 10 people that she decides, her inner, her inner council or... The Illuminati. Whatever, the Illuminati, you know, and the same with Pat. But, yeah, I mean, Gourmet is a bit different because their chef of the year is peer-voted, which is cool. I mean, if it really is. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, do you, do you think Seymour value in a peer-voted list or, a, or an industry-voted list? It's hard, you know, because the... Is it... Who has the... Fucking the AFR has their peer voted list now as well, where they get five hundred rest the top five hundred restaurants, and then the five hundred restaurants vote and become the top one hundred and yada yada. So that's great that uh, there is a voice for that. But I'm I'm a conspiracy theorist, man. Like you know, I still <laughs> we record every episode in two points. I still think hats. I still think Terry and Jill see the list and go, oh, no, that restaurant can't be that high. And, you know, they might have... Like, because the votes are never made public or anything. So, you know, um, yeah, like I said, there's there's always politics involved and there's always, you know, that that kind of thing involved, no matter how much everyone denies it. Like, you can sort of see that it does have an influence and that's the way it is. And, you know, the older you get, the more jaded you get. But Cool. Yeah. We've got Time Out Awards coming up very soon. That's the more the street 20s, level. The 26th, yeah. The one, that, the, the one that's, you know, more, less fine diners will kind of relate to that list a lot more. Yeah. And I think they purposely go out to set... The, it is weird when, when you apart. see like a three hat, hat a restaurant show up yeah. on one of those lists. Yeah, it is. It is in Time Out, yeah. But, you know, they have a fine dining award and that actually doesn't usually go to a three hatter either, you know. So it's good. it's good that there's different publications doing different things to see... You know, so you get a broad spectrum of what's happening and they all have different target markets and readerships and stuff too that they're catered towards. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. We're going to host the uh, the Mitchin Awards next year. Um, we'll do it properly. We'll do it proper. We'll have Maybe a, make before, it a live event. before everyone else announces theirs so we don't, we're not jaded. And It is a weird... That's a, I don't understand why they don't wait until the end of the year to announce the... Well, it's winners. all... Good Food Guide's always been September. Right. And... And GT is August. GT's all, Pretty much always been August as well because, you know, they like to separate themselves and except, you know, they are sort of in competition with each other in some ways. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting time of year. But, like, now that it's all done, like, yeah, I don't care about... I won't care about it again for another... You know, I'm sure every time I... Re- like, when I sit down to do the top 100 ourselves... That'll be fine. I'll get really angry about it again. <laughs> and, you know, and if I look at... So, save know, that for your flight home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I look at who gets two hats and who gets, you know, you know some... You know, I don't agree with all of the hats and all of the two hats and all of the three hats, but 
you know, yeah. like you don't pay that much attention to that through the year anyway. You know what I mean? So it's not such a, a big issue. So when's the AFR awards? Is that that's already been done? That's, right? that's even earlier in the year. So we have to try and beat them. We have to be first. Mitchin yeah, Awards, high out like the gate. First of January. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I know what I'm doing on New Year's Day next year. Yeah. Well, this was nowhere near as dark and yeah. I thought that was depressing. You're gonna let, you're let the demons out. Be. You're in a good place. The whole yeah. I'm in a good place this week. Recording the angry episodes the day before you go on holiday yeah, is a good move. It doesn't work. We should have recorded it before. We'll have to do it next year before. When the nominees for Maybe when awards G- get announced. Yeah, when GT awards have been announced and I can be angry at the top 100 list <laughs> and then before the good food guides are announced I can be angry at the You're not angry, nomination. you're passionate. Passionate. Yeah, sure. <laughs> this cunt loves food. <laughs> um, so where are you on holiday? Uh, Singapore. We're doing a couple of dinners in Singapore. So Lil, my sous chef's coming over with me to Singapore. And then on the back of that I go to Hong Kong for four days and catch up with all the guys in Hong Kong. Jiao and... James Henry and Jeff Claudio and Shez Two Hands and just eat like way too many good Sydney crazy. chefs in Hong Kong right now. Yeah, I and I've never been, man. Like I've never yeah. been to Singapore. I've never been to Hong Kong, and then I go to Phnom Penh for a couple of days as well. I've never been to any city, and you know, my Instagram feed for like the last year and a half has been a constant rotation of different friends going to Hong Kong and just really fucking rubbing it in. So <laughs> I'm super, super excited for it to be my turn. So yeah, and then I'm just going to lay by the pool and eat fried chicken in, in Phnom Penh for a couple of days. Dope. Yeah, can't wait. Rub it in. You can follow uh, Mitch's adventures while he's away at Instagrill on Instagram or you can see him retweet people on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Krillin on the run on there. Um, you can find The Mitchin online, facebook.com slash The Mitchin or send us an email, The Mitchin Podcast. We're going to do a Q&A Sorry, like an emails answering episode quite soon, actually. We've got a couple of emails about yeah, wine. Yeah, let's do that soon. We've got a, a, a wine-specific one. So while Mitch is away, oh, I'm going to do another another, uh, another episode with Mike Benny. But yeah, please send, send your questions in. You know, if you want us to get angry about something, try and feed that yeah. anger. He's, he's got to... Yeah, G me up. It doesn't a, take much. <laughs> there's a fiery little demon inside yeah. Mitch, and it doesn't take much to G him up. So uh, send us an email, themitchinpodcast at gmail.com, and... Uh, you can find me online at Levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your holiday, Mitch. Thanks, bro. We'll try to be more organized in future when we say we're going to be heaps organized and research stuff. And never, I re- never man, I, I, that's a solid you, two hours. Did, you know how hard? It is so fucking hard to find the archives of yeah, Gourmet bro, Traveler and Good Food Guide Awards. Fucking sort your web presence out. There. Gourmet fucking Traveler shit. website. Okay, I've, we've been pretty nice to Gourmet Traveler in this episode. <laughs> the Gourmet Traveler website is among the worst websites in the fucking world. It is so hard to navigate. So that's what, how we're going to close yeah, this episode out. <laughs> see you later. We'll see you next week. Peace. It's the Mitchin Podcast. Hey, this is Levins. Thanks so much for listening to the Mitchin. If you're not completely sick of my voice by now, why don't you check out one of my other podcasts? One of them is called Hey Fam and is about comedy and pop culture and dumb shit. The other one is called Serious Issues and is all about comic books. You can find both of them on iTunes or download them directly at my website, yolevins.com slash podcasts. Thanks so much for your support and see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.